What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. So excited to be here with you today. You know, I've had about 50 to 60 of you reach out to me in the last week and say that the podcast has been super bingeable for you, that you've listened to all the episodes and you've been asking about when the next episode is coming out. So, mm-hmm. Whatever baby wants, baby gets. You wanted it and you got it. Okay, here we go. So normally we do interviews on this show and I love interviews. They are absolutely fantastic. It's a great way to share the stories of people who are inspirational to you all. But I wanted to do something a little bit heavier since we're finishing 2019 and coming up on 2020. Today, I want to talk about the 19 things I learned about streaming and business in 2019. So this is going to be a very heavy episode that should be a lot more applicable to you. Every single point here is something that was a personal lesson for me this year and also should help you kind of reshape how you feel about streaming and running your stream as a business. Before we get into that, I just want to say congratulations to all of the coaches that I ended up hiring for Stream Coach. They are Frisk, Mike James, Sam Strake, Taylor is here, Violent Blue, and Zini Gami. Make sure if you know any of them to say congratulations if you haven't already. And for those of you who don't know, the seven of us are building a six-week stream coaching program. We've already sold out of our beta group, but essentially what we're trying to do is distill all the information that we've all collected over our careers into a six-week program that actually helps streamers grow their stream And the seven of us will be involved, so you'll get direct help with whatever you're going through. So I'm super stoked on it right now. This is a huge focus for me going into 2020 is building more services and products and getting more people involved in the Stream Coach brand. Really, really hype on this. Uh, If you are interested in learning more about Stream Coach, we're also going to be coming out with things like one-on-one coaching, group coaching potentially. We'll have courses and more eBooks out for you. Make sure that you go to streamcoach.tv and sign up for our email list to hear whenever we open up the program again in the future or once we start launching all of these other ideas and projects that we've got going on. Super hyped. Now, all of that being said, let's jump into the 19 things I learned about streaming and business in 2019. All right, lesson number one, Twitch Partner is a very small goal. For those of you who are Twitch affiliates or if you're just starting as a streamer and you're listening to this episode, Partner probably seems like it's so far away. And I remember whenever I was streaming for four years to 20 people and thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to get the 75 average. I'm never going to be able to do this. Why is everyone else having such an easy time with this? And it's so difficult for me. It felt like Twitch Partner was so far away and that it was such a huge accomplishment that I never was going to hit. But after being a partner, we just celebrated our one year of partnership this last September. I realized that it's actually not a huge goal. And I think the reason that I actually hit it was because I aimed for much bigger than partnership. You can really feel the difference whenever you're someone who isn't really quite deserving of it to becoming a person who is definitely deserving of it. There's this shift that you feel inside of yourself where you know at some point they're going to have to partner you because what you're doing is either so unique and interesting or you've just got this incredible community support behind you. You know that it's going to happen at some point. 
And those are the types of people who it definitely happens for. Uh, but typically, and this was the same with my situation, you receive partner because you aimed for something much higher. I actually released my emotional attachment to Twitch partner before I ended up getting it. And instead, I wanted to just help streamers and do as much as I possibly could to help make this job easier on all of you. And once that was my goal, Twitch partner was just a stop in that destination. And I think something a lot of people don't think about is that it is just a stop in your journey. It's a, a single achievement. It's not the end all be all. If your ultimate goal is Twitch partner, you're aiming way too low. If your ultimate goal is mixer partner or caffeine partner, <laughs> they don't have a partner program, right? I don't think so. <laughs> if your goal is just partnership of a streaming platform, you're ignoring everything else that content creation has to offer you. There's other platforms. There's business that you're going to learn. There is uh, the potential to influence the world and kind of change the world with how you think that it should be changed. And with this group of people alongside of you the entire way and Twitch partners really just a stop on that journey. The second lesson I learned was that networking is okay. <laughs> if you've ever heard me talk about Dunbar's number, this is the supposed cognitive limitation of how many relationships human beings are able to maintain. People generally say around 150, although the numbers kind of vary all over the place and not everyone really believes in Dunbar's number anyways. So this is very much a theory. But I have noticed personally that it is very difficult for me just in general to keep up with all of the different relationships that are required to maintain being a partner and YouTube and podcaster and business and all of the other things that I'm building. It's very difficult to keep up with all of those different people that are involved in those spaces. At some point, you have to realize that some people are allowed into your inner circle and some people just can't be because you can't have everyone in there. I think when I was a smaller creator, I held everyone to the standard where every single viewer who comes into your stream has to feel like they are a massive part of your community. They deserve you responding to all of your DMs, all of their DMs. Uh, they are someone that you should try to reach out to and show up to all of their content. And I think that is totally viable and that is something that you should be doing if you are, I don't know, if you have one to 15 average viewers or something. But if you've grown beyond that point, there is a max capacity where you just can't handle any more relationships anymore. You can't check in on everyone's content. You can't respond to every DM. And it's such a huge learning curve for a lot of people, especially for those of us who are so focused on community, because we pride ourselves on our ability to respond to everything, to be there for everyone. And after a certain point, you just can't anymore. And so you have to make the decision who is someone that I want to invite into that inner circle and who isn't? Is it based on character? Is it based on how long we've known each other? Like what are my requirements for those positions? And this can mean that some people might consider you someone who only allows specific people into their real friendship group. Um, this can mean that people view you as someone who is a little bit more uh, I don't even know the word for it. I guess it's it's more so you're just, you're not trying to be friends with everyone like I 
expected from the entire streaming community. It's just not something that is maintainable, though, unfortunately. I really wish that it was. And once you get to this point, you have to realize that once you you can't have relationships with all of these people, it's okay to have relationships that exist just because you're there for business reasons, just because you like this other person's content, they like yours, and you want to collaborate and make something cool together. Or you have this specific contact, this other person has this one, and you get to know each other, you talk a little bit, and you switch contacts. Those types of relationships are just as valid. And just because you're not speaking to someone constantly doesn't mean that you care about them any less or that you're any less of a quote unquote, real friend. It's okay to have relationships that you don't invest hundreds and hundreds of hours into because you can't do it with every person, even though you might want to. The third lesson I learned is selling isn't scary. There's this really weird like belief in the streaming community just in general on every platform. I haven't seen a platform that doesn't have this belief. And it's that Money and success equals bad and should be avoided and not talked about. And if you talk about it, that means that you're bragging. People celebrating the things that they've achieved shouldn't be problematic for us. We should be able to celebrate in others' accomplishments. And yes, at some point, you're going to feel jealousy. Like That's a very natural human tendency. I release you right now from guilting yourself over feeling jealous of other creators. Take a deep breath. It's normal and it's okay. It's what you do with the jealousy that matters. It's how you respond to it and the actions that you take after it. You are in control of your life and your reactions to your emotions and the way that you feel. So giving yourself a second, letting yourself feel that jealousy, but then still stepping into appreciation for that other person's success is how you become a successful person. Successful people aren't angry when they see other people become a success, right? If you hate on an emotion, on a feeling, on a person, that thing isn't going to come into your life. Things are attracted into your life based on your appreciation for them and you raising your vibration to, to be a person deserving of that success. So celebrate it. And that's totally okay. And the reason that selling isn't scary is because it's a celebration of your value. Selling something like an ebook, which I did in March of this year, or the six-week coaching program, which we just beta launched in mid-November, so about a month ago, that sold out in three days, three days to sell out. We only talked about it on Twitter. Those things were charged, right? The ebook was $27. The beta launch of this course was $300. And me charging for those things normally would make people think that I'm uh, just trying to grab all the cash that I possibly can, that I'm money hungry, that I'm greedy. But in my opinion, it's actually the exact, exact opposite. So I've spent so much time and energy and emotion and everything over the years learning the information so that it would be relevant to create a book. 
I've spent so much of all of those things invested into years of learning everything that I've been talking about through this podcast, the YouTube channel, the streams, all this information that I've been sharing didn't just pop into my brain. It's time that I've invested learning about all of these things. And that time has value and being able to condense all of that information down into a six week program is not freaking easy. And that has value. My time has value. The other six coaches that I've hired, their time has value. And the fact that we charge for these things is a celebration of the time that we've spent learning all of these concepts and strategies that we share. Selling stuff is awesome because it shows that I value my time. If you say during your stream, wow, thank you so much for spending your your finite time here with me. I can't believe that you're spending time in this stream and you truly feel that gratitude. Why don't you feel that for yourself too? Why don't you give yourself the same amount of gratitude and grace whenever you spend a ton of time on a project? If you want to create a book for someone, it's okay to charge for it. If you want to meet someone, if you want to to charge for your time and allow your community to hang out with you one-on-one for like 50 bucks for an hour, that's okay. Uh, That might not be the greatest example in this context. So take that one with a grain of salt. But the, the real core of what I'm saying here is that selling is not scary because not only are you requiring better performance from yourself because you are charging, but people take things a lot more seriously when they have skin in the game. And if you truly care about people's transformations from your content, you would charge because I guarantee you the times, the couple of sessions that I had where the coaching was free did almost nothing for the person that I worked with. But when I started charging $200 for it, $100 for it, people started taking it a lot more seriously. If I release an ebook for 99 cents, people are going to view that a lot differently and take it with a much different uh, seriousness versus an ebook that they spend $30 for. So consider selling is a good thing. You're allowing yourself to speak and walk a higher truth, and you're allowing that of the people that you're selling to and you're transforming as well. The next lesson that I learned was there are two ways to grow on a saturated platform right now. Everyone thinks that the only way to do this is through networking and getting to know lots of people, being the funniest person, being most attractive, or some of you guys think that women only grow because they have boobs, which... Spoiler alert, is not true. Otherwise, it would not have taken me four years to get partnered. Okay, four freaking years. Man, listen, my cleavage was bumping in those first four years. And then it was non-existent whenever I came back. And when I came back, got partnered a lot faster. I'm just saying. Okay, anyways, I digress. (laughs) The two ways to grow on a saturated platform Right now, we're talking organically. We're talking without using outside resources like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, podcasting. Be divisive or go viral. Now, obviously, virality is huge. There are so many instances of this happening. Uh, I think I talked to Kit Boga at the Heart Support gala in February of this year. And we talked about how the first night that he started streaming, he got up to like 400 viewers. That is a crazy success. It still wasn't an overnight success because he had to have the experiences and the knowledge that he had in order to create the content that he was creating. 
But he went viral, essentially. And now the guy is one of the top streamers on the platform. And we see this happen all the time. People will go viral on Twitch or on whatever platform for whatever reason, just because their content is timely, it is relevant, it's relatable, etc. And virality is amazing, but it is incredibly difficult to maintain. If you've ever watched Shark Tank, you see people all the time who are like, we used a, a Kickstarter and, and we made you know tens of thousands of dollars to be able to start our company. Or we went viral and it was crazy. Our sales were insane, but they never maintain the same level of hype that virality gave to them. Virality changes and your relevancy changes over time. And the best creators are creators who didn't necessarily go viral, but built themselves up to be someone who can maintain their brand regardless of the dips and the surges in their popularity. The next piece was obviously be divisive. Now, I don't tend to recommend this to people. I think even this belief or this this uh, advice can be divisive because if I tell everyone to be divisive, some people are going to think that that's the, the wrong approach to streaming, right? Because we don't want to create content that's negative just to be negative and different people have different assumptions about what divisive content is. However, there is no divisive opinion about whether or not divisive content works. If you look at Alinity's situations or anyone else who has had cancel culture come after them, positive or negative attention is still attention. Now be very, very careful with this mindset shift if you haven't made this mindset shift yet because it can be destructive. If you build your brand only on being divisive, Your goal is to create drama with other people, with other products. Your goal is to throw a lot of negativity out into the world. And you will be regarded as someone who other people should probably not get close to because they are afraid of what you could say about them in the future. However, there's no arguing that this works, right? It is absolutely something. I mean, this is where you get Keemstar, This is uh, why (laughs) some of my clients that I've worked with, 500 to 1,000 viewers, these people look for something divisive all the time, something that is not enough to destroy their careers, but just enough to get people talking. And they use these little pieces of division to maintain their relevancy. And there are a lot of different ways to do this. I think there are responsible ways to do this and irresponsible ways to do this. So be very careful with this information. However, being divisive and going viral are currently, to my knowledge, the only two ways to organically grow on saturated platforms. This is not a game anymore of just stream over time. And at some point, maybe people will show up. You have to have opinions and you have to be present in the community constantly. Lesson number five, as early as you possibly can, you need to create a decentralized monetization strategy. What does this mean? We talked about this a little bit in the business model video up on YouTube, but essentially what you're trying to do is you want to create a way to make money on any platform that you exist on. We all know that diversification is really important. Being a streamer doesn't just mean streaming. You need to be creating YouTube videos, podcasts, social media posts, 
everything. You have to be everywhere. Now, the amount of time that you have available, whether or not you have a nine to five job, if you have a family, is going to dictate how many platforms you can exist on and how much you are creating. Yes. However, you need to have a way to monetize every single one of those platforms. Right now, most streamers are only using Twitch to make their their income. They're only paying their bills with their Twitch payout, which is horrifying because streaming is incredibly fickle. You never know when the season is going to change and your content's not going to be quite as relevant before. You're going to have to shake things up to get your relevancy back. Um, You don't know what is going to happen in the future. Twitch could one day just say, hey, we don't like this Cheers program anymore, so we're removing biddies from the platform, and then everyone loses half their money. That would suck a lot. And it's very scary if all of your eggs are in one basket, if you want to be a full-time content creator, if you want to build yourself up in a way that means that you can be a full-time creator for the rest of your life, not just over the next year or two years, and then have to go back to your nine to five, like most full-time streamers do, then you need to create a new monetization strategy. So for me, this worked with the ebook created an ebook, sold it, sold it for $27 and sold it on every platform I existed on. So on YouTube, this podcast and the streams and on social media, I could sell the book no matter where I was. And it was a product that was a hundred percent owned by me and that I received a hundred percent of the profits from instead of Twitch taking 50% of it. This was really, really powerful. And not only was this book an amazing way to deliver more information to people that uh, were part of the community that I'd grown, that were my target audience being y'all, being streamers, it was also a really great way to develop more relationships and make sure that if I needed to stop streaming for a month, if I got sick, if I had a kid, if... I just wanted to take the month off that I could and I wouldn't lose all of my money. Imagine how many streamers. Ninja's the perfect example here. He went on vacation for, what, three days and lost 20,000 subs. Could you imagine losing that much money in such a short time period? That's enough to bring anyone to their knees and to give anyone massive anxiety. And that's actually why a lot of these streamers right now are negotiating contracts to either stay with Twitch or go to another platform because they don't want to strictly have to rely on streaming and on maintaining their relevancy forever and ever and ever. I know Ninja wants to spend a lot of his time being able to go out to uh, negotiate more deals and go to all these like red carpet things he's being invited to without having to worry about him losing half his money. Now you might think, oh, the guy's making like $200,000 a month in subs. That probably isn't a big deal for him to lose, you know, $20,000, but it is, it's still a lot of money. And this decentralized monetization strategy, I mean, it, it really fits for every single person. The only thing that matters, the only thing you have to have is that you know who your audience is. It doesn't matter who those people are. It could be LGBT, the ADHD community. It could be gamers of a specific video game. It could be literally anything. And you don't have to create an ebook. You can make an online course. You can make a merch line isn't really a good example here because you don't make a decent amount of money from those. But 
anything that is your own product that you sell on your own is a great way to do this. You make some kind of product, you sell it on every platform. The ebook sold $15,000 in six months. That's wild. Now imagine, I don't really have to stream, make YouTube videos, or do anything. I don't have to maintain anything. And there is a $30,000 a year guaranteed income for me. Now add on all the other additional programs, products, etc. And me maintaining relevancy, which like doubles to triple sales. That is powerful. And that is relevant for every streamer, no matter what size you are. Even if you have three viewers, there's still some kind of monetization strategy for you. Not to mention, you can also grow on all of these other platforms as well. It's really about effort. It's identifying an audience, figuring out what their problems are, serving solutions for them through your content, and then just posting that content everywhere. I know plenty of people. I know someone who's making six figures a month through streaming They've been streaming about two months and they have less than a hundred consistent viewers. Six figures a month, y'all. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. You don't need the biggest community to have permission to release cool products. You don't need to have a massive name for yourself. You don't need to be ninja to have an underwear line, okay? You don't need to be huge to be able to create the thing that you've been thinking about for so long. You just have to give yourself permission to do it. Lesson number six, most sponsorships aren't that great. Yes, it's true. Let me blow your freaking mind here for a second because... I know on my come up, I thought, man, I just want to work with companies. How cool would it be to have a community? I can just play video games all day and companies are going to pay me to wear their shirts or drink their drinks or whatever they wanted to give me, right? How cool would that be? It's not that great, okay? Especially if your Soul community is a streaming community. If you don't have diversification, if you haven't built tons of uh, resources and you haven't built a large, valuable portfolio on all of these other platforms, your payouts are going to be very low unless you can generate tons and tons and tons of clicks. So this is affiliate marketing in a nutshell, right? It's really about how many clicks can you generate for a business. If I only show my link, my affiliate link on a stream, then that's only one segment of my audience I'm showing it to. And that's only the segment of my audience that could show up for that specific stream and were there specifically when I mentioned it. That doesn't count all of the other people that show up that day. That doesn't count all of the people on YouTube, social media, the podcast, everywhere else that I create, right? And so the potential for me to make a lot more money through sponsorships and affiliates is a lot more if I have that diversification. But even then, sponsorships are not game-changing, y'all. They just aren't. As someone with 200 average viewers, uh, 17,000 subscribers on YouTube, a huge Discord community, like for, for all intents and purposes, a lot of people do consider me successful. My sponsorships, sponsorship <laughs> payouts sorry, are around $300 if 
it is a very, very good campaign. Most campaigns are not that great. Most pay out about $100 usually. Now, for some of you, you might think, man, $100, that seems very good. Like $300 could change my life from a single campaign. You also have to consider that you have to post a lot on behalf of that company, which can damage your reputation. If you do too many hashtag ad posts, people don't like those. They get about a third of the interaction as normal posts. Uh, You have to do work for them in terms of reporting on those clicks and advising them on the campaign, advising the other people on that campaign. There's lots of email correspondence. There is a lot of work. It's not just sit back and collect a paycheck. Now, compare that $300 to the $15,000 from the ebook where I made the product once and I don't even do anything to sell it. I don't really have to talk about it. Y'all sell it yourselves through word of mouth. All of the ebook sales come from people mentioning it and recommending it to other people on Twitter for the most part. Um, there, There is a little bit from like other places, but that's really where the bulk of the the sales comes from. Sponsorships aren't great in comparison to you making your own product. There are some that are really good. And I've had the very, very fortunate opportunity of working with brands like Sunday Scaries, who I love and who I will shout about from the heavens. Uh, I've worked with Elgato, who I think is absolutely amazing. Worked with them around 20 average viewers, by the way. There are a lot of sponsors who will work with you if you are not a partnered creator. If you aren't a big creator at all, they will still work with you. However, when it comes to you having a consistent income, your own product will always outpace sponsorships, assuming Both are high quality and you're talking about them equally. And that is because your community trusts you more than they're going to trust some random brand. Imagine a streamer comes into the stream. We're going to do a little thought exercise here. The streamer comes into my stream and I say, hey, if you have anxiety, check out Sunday Scaries because their CBD tincture has absolutely changed my life. I take it every night before bed. Without knowing a ton about that person, I've assumed that that's a situation that they struggle with and I've tried to sell them on something that's worked for me, right? And that's essentially what all of these hashtag ad posts you're seeing on social media are. However, a streamer comes into my stream and I say, hey, I wrote an ebook and it has 55 pages of exactly what I did to grow my community from 20 average viewers to 200 to getting 1,000 subscribers in four months to getting partnered in two months. I've done all of this stuff. I put it all into this book. That's going to be relevant for every streamer that comes through, much more so than this niche product that I'm trying to recommend them, right? So if that makes sense to you, you can start to see how there are differences between other people's products that you recommend versus your own product. When you create your own product, you are selling people on your own expertise, not someone else's. And your community is going to resonate more with you than any company that you ever tell them to go check out. Lesson number seven is more people are working on streamer education services. So This one's 
pretty shocking question mark i don't know is it shocking like probably not because we all knew this was coming i think i think i knew this was coming when i created stream coach like 2015 there are companies from silicon valley who are coming into the streamer education space who i have been consulting with not all of them are good so please take every single streamer education organization that you see with a massive grain of salt, be very critical of them. If they can't show results based on the people who are building those companies and their experience in the streaming space, do not work with them because as someone who's been in the educational space, and for those of you who have consumed a lot of educational content about streaming, there is a lot of stuff out there that says, have a schedule, be consistent, be entertaining, talk to your chat, right? That's the base advice. But if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that it goes a lot deeper. We give a lot more information than that. And there are a lot more strategies and those strategies themselves aren't even really relevant anymore. These education services are very concerning to me because they are charging people. They are for-profit companies. They are from people who are outside of the streaming audience or streaming community and they are attempting to make money uh, based on this basic information and if i have someone come to me who says hey we're from silicon valley we're building a streamer education service would you like to create a course for us and then they quote me a very like low payment for the amount of content i'd be creating for them and then they ask me to sell myself because they don't even know me It's problematic if you're building an educational platform and you don't know who the educators are in that space already. That's very spooky. So please be careful. Uh, I'll always have your back, but I know y'all, some of y'all are going to resonate with those services and I have no problem with other people trying to come in and make money. That's a great thing. That means that the streaming community is very valid and I'm very open to the idea of collaboration. I love other companies coming in. I love money coming in. We all should. However, I just don't want to see y'all pay for literally the same information. It's not even condensed. It's not, it's not quite the quality that it should be. So there will be some good ones out there. There will be some bad ones. Just be careful. Lesson number eight, streamers are opening up to the idea of stream coaching. Whenever I first talked about stream coaching and had a a semi-popular tweet, I think it had like 350 retweets on it or so, Lyric came down on me, Professor Broman came down on me, love him, love him, but he he did have a little bit of critique, which I think he should, honestly. Uh, A lot of streamers that I admired that had been in the space for a long time came down about whether or not stream coaching was important, uh, whether or not it worked, whether or not it was valid, etc. And that was very spooky and very hard, but recently had another tweet go relatively viral about stream coaching again, and sentiment has changed a lot. Seeing those of you who have given it a chance go from being people who are pretty critical of it to being people who are talking about it publicly and defending it and saying that, all of these other industries have coaching, so why shouldn't streaming? I mean, that's that's my dream. That's amazing. Like, I have nothing but gratitude for those of you who have defended it like that because it is, 
I truly believe in this and I really think that it is important. So I just want to say thank you so much. And if you are considering being a coach or getting into education, highly recommend it. Sentiment is definitely changing. So it is not scary to get into anymore. People expect it now. Lesson number nine, streamers are opening up to the idea of creating their own products. So the ebook in March was something very new. People hadn't seen an ebook from a streamer before, let alone paid $27 for one. Um, having people charge or having people pay for products or services is something that's relatively new to the streaming space, at least publicly. It's been happening behind the scenes for a while. Consulting's existed for a long time. Uh, people have made books and courses about streaming before. It's just no one's really made their entire brand based on that thing, right? However, now I'm seeing people talk on Twitter about how they're going to make their own books and they want to make their own courses and they don't want to be reliant on sponsors, which y'all just heard me talk about how sponsorships aren't that great. So I am very proud if you can't tell. I'm super freaking hyped for everyone who is starting to step into their power. Uh, You don't have to have a ton of viewers to do this. I guarantee you I could take someone who has 15 average viewers right now and make them an extra $1,000 a month just by identifying a product that would work for their community and teaching them how to sell it in a way that isn't sleazy or scummy. Lesson number 10, big life changes will crush your content. This was something that was a very difficult lesson for me because I was very much on cloud eight, nine, and 10 with streaming, but I went through a breakup in about May of this year. I ended up moving from Austin, Texas to Houston And had a lot of life changes happen where I couldn't post as much, I couldn't stream as much, and it absolutely destroyed the momentum that I had. This is going to be something that I hit on a little bit later. I think number 17 is something that you're definitely going to want to pay attention to. But for now, I want to focus on how this affected my life. So going through a big life change, now that I know that whenever I go through a life change my content suffers. I know that when I have a baby in the future, whenever I get married, whenever I move to a different state, whenever I have a massive life change just in general, I am going to fall off the content creation wagon. And so that means that I need to have solutions in place before that happens. And I need to allow myself the grace of being able to take that time away. So if I am going to move states. I need to have at least four months of YouTube content built up to be posted while that transition is happening. So that way the consistency doesn't fall off. That's something that you definitely need to consider as well if you have big life changes too. Lesson 11, most streamers can work with whatever company they want. Get this y'all, get this. This blew my mind. As I said, I started working with Elgato when I had 20 viewers or so, so like maybe even 15 or so. And I asked them what they wanted me to do, how I could help their business, how I could get them the solutions that they were wanting from me. They said that they just love the community and they wanted to support it. There are tons of companies out there that have that same goal. Companies that create products and services for streamers, a lot of them are in it to make money, but a lot of them are in it because 
They genuinely are part of the community themselves. Think of how many of these companies employ gamers. They specifically look to work with people who are part of this community because they want them to be passionate about it too. Why would that passion not transfer over to the people that they work with? They understand that not everyone has hundreds or thousands of viewers. Even Sunday Scaries, someone who I work very closely with, they have plenty of streamers that they sponsor and they give a free box to every month and they pay and those people have 10 average. So many companies care about you and they want to help you and they want to be able to help you get closer to your goals, grow your community. They care about that because they're invested in the community. But you have to be able to get over the fear of approaching these companies, and you also have to learn how to do it professionally. However, those opportunities are out there for you. You need to stop waiting for opportunities to come to you, and you need to just go and get them for yourself. I'm giving you permission right now to contact any company that you want. You might get a no, but if you reach out to 20, maybe you get a couple yeses. You don't know until you try, and a no isn't a no forever. It's just a no for right now. Lesson number 12. You need a team, but most people are afraid of them. I am not kidding you whenever I say that I would be nothing without my team. As it stands right now, I have probably 15 to 20 people working with me to kind of create this vision for the future that we all have. And I would not be able to achieve all of the things that I achieve without them. If you all want me to break down what my team looks like, I'm down to do that. Just tweet at me at Ashney Christ and let me know. But for now, I will say I've got people working on the podcast with me, the YouTube channel. The mod team, of course, helps with the streams. We've got community managers who help with the Discord. Community managers and mods are mostly the same people. We have the stream coach staff. I have another business that I'm working on with some people that y'all want to know about, but I'm not going to tell you yet until it comes out. So I've got that team. There are so many people that I work with that help me achieve the things that I want to achieve. And they do it because they care about me. They care about the types of changes that I want to make. They're passionate about those same things too. Whenever I first started with my team, they weren't paid. And I know that's divisive for some people. However, have you ever done free work? I think it depends on the person. Some of you are going to say, never do free work. Other people are going to say, free work's okay. I personally did a lot of free work when I was on the come up, and it helped a lot. It introduced me to new skills and new passions. It helped me practice the skills that I hadn't been able to practice before, but that I had learned a lot about. Uh, I was the, the branding manager for Stream Texas for like a month. Didn't really do anything except made a couple of documents and I learned that all of the information that I had been consuming about branding wasn't nearly enough to know what they needed help with. So free work like that is super helpful and can set you on the right path. It can allow you to put into practice the knowledge that you've been consuming or the things that you think might be a passion, but maybe you're not really sure. And, and now that it's now it's time to try it out. I will say that at first, my people weren't paid, and 
Some of them are now, but that's based on the projects that they work on. If the project makes money, they make money. If the project doesn't make money, then they don't really make money. There's volunteer positions and there are paid positions and they are very different in the way that they operate uh, the responsibilities and the expectations. However, locking your success behind this idea of I'm not big enough for a team is counterintuitive. You get big enough because you have a team. You're able to produce more because you have a team. There's no way I would have a podcast YouTube channel and be able to stream without the team. You need a team. They will define you. You will achieve things together. You'll help them achieve things. They'll help you achieve things. It is a mutually beneficial relationship. It is a business working relationship, like a romantic one, but a business one. Okay, cool. <laughs> lesson number, what number are we even on? Uh, 13. Oh, lucky. Success sucks too. Yes, very true. <laughs> very, very true. A lot of people think that whenever you hit whatever goal you want, this can be partner, making $10,000 a month, whatever, that all of a sudden life is just going to be dandy and you'll be happy. And that's very much not the case. Happiness is not something that you achieve someday. It is a state of being. If you can't be happy now, you're not going to be happy later on. You might be a little happier if you're able to pay all the bills and not stress about it, or if you have this dope, huge community that shows up for you every time that you stream and you don't have to worry that no one's going to be in chat. However, there are downsides to success and success itself is not enough to turn a miserable person into a happy one. I am constantly judged and criticized solely because I am successful from people who do not know me at all. They know nothing else about me except for the stream coaching program sold out in three days or I got partnered in two months or whatever fact or figure they randomly pull out. They get very angry about that because it's a reflection of their lack of success. And so they will go on an absolute tirade and I have haters and so does every other successful person for the most part. And it sucks to think that some people just hate you just because it's not easy. There are a lot of downsides to success beyond even just this one, but I I don't know what Ninja does to keep himself mentally healthy because, man, the amount of negativity that you get, the more spotlight, the more eyes you have on you, the more negativity you're going to receive as well. They both grow in tandem. The positivity grows and the negativity grows too, and it sucks. I would never want to be ninja big and I'm comfortable with where we are now. And I want you to know that success does not solve all of your problems. It actually introduces a whole new set of problems to you. Just like any level of success is going to, you have to learn how to adapt and change your mind and your habits in order to overcome those new struggles that are being put onto your plate. So learning how to adapt and change yourself now, while it might seem really hard. It might feel really difficult. It's a skill that you're going to have to develop if you want to be a successful person in your life, because you are going to have many, many, many different 
periods of success, many different, there's a a hierarchy to success. There's like mildly successful to mega successful. And there are new strategies that you have to adapt every second of the way. Lesson number 14, your output will not be at 100% constantly. And that is okay. Tell me, do you ever guilt yourself if you miss a stream? Then do you ever feel so bad about missing that stream that you decide to cancel the next one too? Maybe because no one's going to show up or you just feel really bad about missing the last one. Do you ever do this for a week straight and then two weeks straight? And then by the time you know it, you haven't streamed in a month. I did this so bad (laughs) for so long. Those first four years, this happened a handful of times. However, I think that there are periods in all of our lives where We have heavy output. We're very productive and very motivated to achieve. And then there are periods where we just aren't. And I think we need to be respectful of those energy levels. Whenever we are productive, we need to allow ourselves to be productive. If you are feeling very motivated, let yourself work a little bit longer each day. Let yourself be inspired and take that time to to focus on your work because you have the energy for it someday you're not going to. Maybe in a couple months, you don't feel as energetic about it. And the work that you did two months before when you were super motivated makes up for the lack of work then. Respecting your energy levels and letting yourself slow down in the times where your mind needs to is okay. You're going to be at 120% some months. You're going to be at maybe a 60% some months. And that's normal. Lesson number 15. Email lists have a huge future in the streaming community. Now, a lot of y'all know that I love online entrepreneurs. I love digital business people. I love the business space. And people in online business know a lot about email lists. If you consume anything by uh, Pat Flynn, Roberto Blake, Marie Forleo, any of these people that are successful entrepreneurs... Um, even bigger people than that, like Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk and um, uh, Stephen Covey and et cetera, et cetera. All of these people focus heavily on direct communication that you own with your community, audience, fans, whatever you want to call them. And this is something all streamers are sleeping on, even Ninja. He came out with a text list that I doubt gets used that much anymore. Who knows? Maybe it does. Um, And he also does have an email list on his merch website. He has a a lead generator, which I think is like a 10% off coupon for a purchase. And that's very, very, very smart. A lot of people talk about how important these lists are and how you can sell through these. And what's important about these to me is that everyone has an email and you own your email. It is yours. Nobody else has any control over it. There's not an algorithm. There's not uh, some other business entity in control, right? Whereas Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, all of these other platforms, there are algorithms or there are people who are in control who can just decide one day, hey, we don't like this channel anymore and shut you down. So many YouTube channels have been destroyed, lives have been destroyed, and they didn't have these lists. They didn't have a way to contact their community if something happened. So they fell apart. 
uh, those people probably had millions of subscribers and had to go back to a regular job because they weren't getting their AdSense anymore and they hadn't diversified and they didn't listen to the people who are saying, hey, be careful just in case something happens. Don't get yourself caught into a bind. I know to some of you this might sound like, I don't know, conspiracy theory or whatever, but you never know. You truly never know what's going to happen. Do you want to go back to your nine to five job someday? Do you want to be a creator forever? Like, what's your goal? If it is to go full time someday and you don't want to have to go back to a job that you're not in control of, if you want to be your own boss, why not just try? Why not just try to build a list, sell things through it, and take care of your community in a way that no one else is? For some, even just the the act of having an email list is enough to diversify them, differentiate them from everyone else, which means that they're going to get more viewers because of that. Lesson number 16, starting a business is terrifying. It is very scary. As someone who grew up pretty poor, the idea of dropping $300 on a software as a service platform, as a, a online course platform, is horrifying. It was $300 for a subscription to Teachable. And that was scary to me. It's scary to LLC things. It's scary to do all the back-end government work of setting up all the contracts, hiring a lawyer, hiring an accountant. This is stuff that I've been dreaming of for years. For years. I've been in business for myself before, and it wasn't even this scary. It's hard, y'all. And I know the path that I recommend is different. It's difficult and it is not the normal path for streamers. I don't say, hey, just stream 10 hours a day, seven days a week. Hopefully people will find you and then you'll just play video games for a living because that didn't work for me. And that didn't work for anyone else that I, I saw trying it. It was all about doing something different. And for me, that different thing was starting a business and I discovered a passion for it and I truly do love it. It electrifies me, but it's still scary. And I think that that's what being your own boss is. I think that's what being a successful full-time streamer is. It's doing those things that terrify the crap out of you just to experiment and see if they work. And if they do work, dope. Like you tried it, good for you. Keep moving in the direction of doing that thing again, 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 again. If it didn't work, that's fine, but you still overcame your fear. Really being your own boss is overcoming your own fears, stepping out in faith and doing things and letting life reward you or tell you to go a different direction and being okay with that. Lesson number 17. Remember whenever I said to pay attention to 17, we were talking about how big life changes will crush your content. Here we go. Income will still fluctuate based on content output. I thought I was in this place where the ebook was selling well, I was making money, I was totally fine uh, income side. And whenever I had to take time off in June, July, August, September, October-ish for this big life change, I ended up losing about 60 to 70% of my income. This is something I haven't said publicly anywhere else. My income went from five figures a month down to like $2,500 a month. This was so scary. This was so scary because 
there are <laughs> there are bills, right? Like everyone's got to eat, people got stuff to pay for, and I realized that I had a huge fault in my business, and that fault was that it required me to show up every single day and to be consistently posting all the time. However, we also talked about how big life changes are normal and they're going to happen. I know I want to move. I know I want to have kids. I know I want to get married. I know blah, 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 all those other things. And I know that if I don't build myself up to have those protections in place in the future, that I am going to be in a very tough position financially that might require me to go back to a nine to five job if I don't learn how to get my income to a place where my empire is not reliant on me creating content continuously. Now, I have no intention to quit making things. I love YouTube, love streaming, love social media. I love all of this work. However, I have to have this protection in place just in case something happens, just in case that month occurs where I don't feel like streaming, yet YouTube videos still come out, podcasts still come out, money still gets made, I can still pay the bills. That's the future that excites me. I'm not excited by a future where I have to show up to stream every single day or I lose my ability to be relevant and get the bills paid and still matter to people. That doesn't excite me, and that's the position that most streamers are in. So be very careful. Be very conscious and aware of the future that you are building yourself for. And as early as you possibly can, create that decentralized monetization strategy. Lesson number 18. Ingesting information isn't as important as executing. I've consumed so many books over the last six years or so. I spent four years of my life not watching Netflix, not listening to music, not spending any time ingesting media that I I loved to, yeah, still like focus on stuff that I loved, but that I was learning from. I prioritize knowledge over everything else. And I'm very grateful to past me because she put me in a pretty dope position to be able to share all of this and impact so many people and help all of you. But... It took four years to start executing on that information. It took four years of learning before I started sharing it on YouTube and ingesting that information. Learning things is awesome, but it doesn't change your reality. Your reality changes because you execute based on the information that you've learned. If you're just consuming this podcast or consuming other streamer education content, if you're reading those business and branding and marketing books, if you're listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcaster or The Art of Charm or any of these other amazing educational podcasts or YouTube channels, that's really great, but it doesn't do anything for you unless you actually make the moves to change your reality. You don't have to listen to any of those and you can still be very successful. If you sit down and you execute, you can learn all of the information that myself and everyone else is talking about. But if you never execute and all you do is ingest information, you're never going to see the success that you want because it doesn't just happen because you know a thing. We all have knowledge. We're all smart. We all get cool ideas and we all have really, really unique either business ideas or content ideas that come to us. It's not having the ideas that makes you special. It's executing on them. Lesson number 19. This is our last one. Are you ready? Oh, dang. Here we go. Oh, this one's cute. 
Having a partner who supports you and gets you will change your world. Oh, y'all might have heard me mention a couple of times, I want to have a baby in the future. I want to get married. I want to move to a different state. And all of this is because I have an amazing partner, Dylan KG, who supports me endlessly. Uh, He makes sure that I accomplish the things that I want to accomplish in my day. He holds me accountable for stuff. He wants to be involved. He wants to help. And I've been in relationships before where my person wasn't supportive, didn't care if I was invested and didn't care if I was actively achieving the things that I wanted and actually talked down to me about it and said that I couldn't achieve what I wanted to do. And while it was motivating at the time, it, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't inspiring and it didn't lift me up. But now having a partner who has put me in the position of being able to be that better version of myself and realize that I can just be myself on content. I can be goofy and weird and dumb and I can still educate. Uh, I can still be who I am and and I can be loved and I can have romance like let's get it. What a freaking life. I am so grateful because without Dylan, I don't know where I would be with all of this stuff. It is so hard to achieve whenever the people in your life are bringing you down. And I'm a big believer that the people that you surround yourself with will dictate your reality. They will change your potential for success. If you have leeches and unsupportive people and toxic people around you, well, you're probably not going to be able to achieve your higher version of yourself. You're probably not going to be able to see the level of success that you want to see in your life. And so some of the hardest, hardest conversations, I think, are conversations where you have to protect that part of yourself and you have to tell people, hey, I don't want you in my life anymore because you're not conducive to the future that I want. And I know that I am also very bad at those. So if you are very bad at those or you have bad people around you that aren't supportive, I know what that is like. I've had that before too. And it is, it sucks. It sucks. And hearing this information might make you feel very lonely and it might make you feel like you are just SOL, right? You can't do anything because the people around you are terrible, but you have control too. Um, some of them you, you can't remove from your life for whatever reason that is, but some people you can, and you should, and it will be hard, but whenever you open up those spaces, you free that space for people who are supportive and who will get you to that next level and who will hold you accountable and loving your, your future self, loving your future self so much and your current self and wanting to support your current self so much that you decide to create that space in your life for the people who will get you to that level raises who you are to someone who's already deserving of being on the next level because that's one of the hardest things to do. So find people who are going to support you and who are going to get you and help you change the world and let you live the way that you want to live just as you would with anyone else in your life. Oh my God, my mouth hurts. (laughs) That was so much talking. I didn't realize that that was going to be so difficult. I haven't been streaming lately, so my vocal cords are very weak. Holy moly. 
Thank y'all so much for showing up for this episode of the Stream Coach Podcast. If you want to let me know any feedback about the show, you can at me at Ashney Christ on Twitter. Make sure that you like and subscribe if you haven't already and check out streamcoach.tv. What? That is going to be our website for Stream Coach, which is going to have our six-week program, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, uh, courses, ebooks, all of that other good stuff. If you are interested in learning more about streaming, there is going to be a huge, huge, huge amount of resources there, free and paid ones uh, for you to enjoy. So I love you all so much. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Happy 2020.